quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Hello, Joe. How are you today? Man, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, you ever just feel like you want to cover all the bases? You ever just do something kind of silly, like like you go out of the gate of your house and then you're walking your to your car to go to work and you're like, man, is that gate latched? I think it is. I'm like 99.99% sure that the gate's latched, but I'm going to go back and do all the time. Yeah. It, did I hang the phone up? Is the refrigerator shut? Did I lock the door? Did I yeah. turn the stove off? What if all you didn't? All the time, man. What if you didn't? You know, right, right, exactly. Have you ever done this? You pulled out of the driveway. We've done this maybe a hundred times, and the wife goes, oh, "I think I left my straightener on." Oh yeah, yeah, that it, will burn this house down. Yeah, so yeah, you got to turn around. You got to. And go check. even if you go up and the straightener's off, the door's latched, everything's locked, you're good. You're you you don't be like I regret doing that. No, you're just like I feel better. Yeah, I made sure. I watched so, over my castle. So where are, you, where are you leading to with this? I'm, I'm excited. I have no idea. Dear alien race listening to oh, our podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Dear, I know. I know you're listening. Dear Gubar and Flobston. That's right. That's their names. So here's, here's <laughs> hey, I know that you have, I, I, I know that you have a system to where you take all data that humans produce. You don't really care much about us, but you do care enough about almost like we care about. We study ants and anthills. Mm-hmm. You study us. Mm-hmm. You, you, you compile everything we create into a database. Things are red flagged. So if you're directly mentioned, beep, red flag, I'm being red flagged right now. Well, actually, whenever this posts, it might even already be red flagged because they might have a way that they're listening to it live. I think so right now. Man. You might be an AI. Uh, you might be an AI yourself that's processing all this and you are listening. We are tuned in together. Okay. As one. We will be your voice. When you get ready to take over the world or you want to contact us, Dawn of Mantis podcast, <laughs> we can be your conduit to yeah. reach the rest of the ra- of the human race. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. That's so, exciting. But first, what you have to do is you have to do something to prove that it's us. I mean, you can't do something and Joe Rogan's just talking about it. I mean, he's already got the listeners, mm-hmm. which that would be way more efficient for the aliens. But no, 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 no. D- don't forget about that. Forget, forget about, about that. that. For, why reach millions of people when you could reach tens of people? <laughs> We're hoping you're artificial, almost intelligent. Yeah. So don't do that. Put something on the moon that says Don and Mantis podcast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'll start listening to us and we'll, we'll tell them we're not just, we're not going to be on your side or their side. We're in the middle. We're the middleman. Oh, they said that they're going to kill all of us unless we build some more pyramids and stuff. There you, you know? go. We don't want to kill anyone and no. we don't, we're not really like pyramids enough to, to promote that. Because that took like generations of people. But we used to be really into pyramids, apparently. Well, yeah. Step pyramids. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? You know, we're making somebody mad right now. 
You know, we built one in Memphis, but that's like metal or metal and glass. Yeah. It's not very impressive. Still a pyramid, though. Yeah. It's well, like, what's with us in these pyramids? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so we we will, just in case this is all true, we will be your voice. We we will we will talk to those pesky humans. <laughs> those pesky humans. <laughs> that's them texting right now. Yeah, they sorry just, about that. That's very unprofessional. Hey, just to cover all the bases, uh, we called it. We, we get to be the alien race liaison. You know? I would do it in a heartbeat. And yeah. I'll tell you what, everyone listening right now, I would sell out the entire human race for almost nothing. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. For subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it for subscribers. Like we will get you 20,000 subscribers and we will melt the entire rest of the 7 billion people on Earth. I'm like, sounds good. Well, no, if they're going to kill that many people, billions... I want more than 20,000. <laughs> well, wait. That's true. We want the people that they don't kill, though. Well, obviously. Yeah. All that we get a whole bunch and they kill half the yeah. rest, lose our half of our subscribers. <laughs> That's not a very good deal. You did not read the fine print, you morons. <laughs> this is why your race needs to be eradicated. Exterminated. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be more. We're going to have to get some kind of intergal- intergalactic lawyer to, like, I don't know. I've got an attorney hired right now. I'll ask him what what his policy is for intergalactic (laughs) cases. (laughs) He'll be like, okay, so what we have to do is we have to get the proceedings moved to here. We can't go on Torak 9. They're notoriously skewed against humans. That's called, I can tell you right now, because that's called a change of jurisdiction. Yeah, that's what we have to do. You'd have to file first for a change of jurisdiction to the planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's step one. We don't have purple and spots, so that planet will not be for us. No. <laughs> They're very racist aliens. I like how, I like how we don't even know aliens exist, but I've already identified that they're probably racist. Well, you know, I'd like to think not. I'd like to think any being that's been around that long enough to have that advanced technology would would not, you know, would have surpassed primitive ape-like feelings like racism. Racism is only being uncomfortable with someone else because they're different than you. That's all racism yeah. is. Yeah. So I'd like to think that they had evolved past that. You know what it's I mean? It's actually a mental deficiency, I think. Oh, yeah. If you believe it. And oh, anyway, so that's my idea. Just in case we get to be the voice the for vo- something that's probably completely evil <laughs> and will destroy us. We get to be the. Yeah. <sighs> Judas, I'm just glad just, I volunteered. Just call us Judas, the Judas podcast. Don't show it, they we messenger. will sell all of you out. <laughs> For subscribers. For subscribers. So what's up this week? Uh, well, first off, speaking of highly intelligent beings, that's a really good segue. Ah, very nice. Very and nice. I, I just like really, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Valerie. And you know her, obviously. Yes, I do. Uh, she's been a friend of mine and my wife's for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it was really cool. Uh, out in Northern California, where she lives and works, uh, she was recently on television. Uh, did a spot for the TV for the television news out there. Her and the one of the congressmen. Now I know every state has two senators. How many congressmen? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, it was one of or maybe the sole congressman of California. Uh, anyway, it depends they, on it depends on population. Okay, I, I believe so. For some reason, I know that California has fifty three representatives yeah no idea why i know that but anyway uh so yeah shout out to her was super cool uh they did like a several minute long spot um and you know she's she's just one of the literally one of the probably top three smartest people that i know she's got a phd you know so they're like we're here we we are here with 
California wildlife expert, you know. So I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is super cool. proud of her. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's so, really cool. It's yeah. awesome. So yeah. shout out to her. Um, what else? What else? We're we're going through the. Uh, why don't we doing a little housekeeping? Oh, why did we? <laughs> why did why we? did we? So if you are if if you're hip and with it, I don't think I'm. A, I don't think you're supposed to say hip and with. I it I don't anymore. either. No, but if you are, you know about this craze going on with these boy bands and one of the boy bands is called why don't we mm-hmm. five strapping on young lads from all around this united states yeah rocking like- and a rolling and <laughs> yeah they like to hop a lot on they do one hop foot. a lot yeah i've been doing their moves ever since <laughs> jessica was like i think you like doing that too much you're not making fun of it i think you're, practicing. you're right they do hop on one foot a lot to the side boom boom boom, boom. yeah you'll notice that they go, yeah doom, doom, doom. and then they would all hop at the same time like oh, off yeah. of little platforms yeah. oh and did you notice this this was hilarious <laughs> but any pelvic movement that they oh, make oh yeah 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 yeah. of course okay you got to imagine that the audience is just a sea of tween girls that are just bubbling with hormones and they, they don't even know why they're so freak. Like they're just, yeah. they're so pent up. And the boys, at one time they all five were in a line and they were singing or whatever they were singing. I love that one. And they all, <laughs> song. that's yeah. their best song. Yeah. And then they all just synchronized at the same time, like three pelvic thrusts oh, and the girls yeah. just lost their shit. And they just some of the guys, I mean, come on. Okay. Well, I, I did get a little excited. I know but. you did. I know you did. <laughs> I saw you over there with a the fan, and you're like, I declare. <laughs> uh, I've got the vapors. Woo! Oh, my. Clutch my Good pearls. Good Lord, take me now. Oh, I've seen it all. Zach is my favorite. <laughs> there's not a Zach, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. So I don't even know. <laughs> Come on, Ivan. I don't know. I know there's a Daniel and a Corbin. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that, And a Zach now. And there's a Jonah or a Jonas. Jonah. Jonas Jonah? or Jonah? I think it is Jonah. I think we just named all five, maybe. No, we didn't. Oh. We were missing one. We were at, oh. we're at four, I think. Okay. Maybe. Is there, is there when like I a, listen to it, I'll be like, oh, it was five. Cool. <laughs> but you know um, what? It, it was what it was. You know, and like I, I've said on other podcasts, I'm trying not to say things like, that sucks anymore. No. It's just not for, obviously that music is not for two 40-year-old middle-aged yeah. dudes. Yeah. So it could it could be worse. I mean, sure? well, to say it could be worse indicates that I think it's bad. I don't think it's bad, but what I'm saying is, is they do have some substance to some of their stuff, I think, and they stop for a minute and try to give a message about doing what you love, and that's that's a great message. That know? was the the you know that was really cool. That little monologue that whoever that one little handsome boy delivered. Yeah, it was really he was so handsome. Yeah, with his with his denim jeans, and his <laughs> denim jacket, and his yeah. denim shirt, and his All denim those shoes, shiny buckles. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to play the small yeah. clip there? That yeah, I got it. We actually took a short audio clip. Now this was in one of the the lesser like all out screaming you know yeah this is their big heartthrob moment song uh if all it is is eight letters why is it so hard to say <laughs> you know the words. <laughs> yeah because this is one of the songs i actually like because oh. it's in the eight letters or i love you oh that's yeah. what it is yeah. eight let no i know i'm just kidding yeah. go ahead um so anyway uh what was i trying to say oh you're just gonna play oh into, yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, setting yeah. the mood and, and the moment for yeah. for when this happened yeah so here we go. Yes. Here's us. Here's us live broadcasting from a boy band concert. Yeah. Why don't we? Sure. Okay, are we on? We're on. All right. So this is uh, <laughs> Ivan and Joey directly from the Why Don't We concert. This thing is killer. <laughs> every, time, every time one of them gyrates, 
now they're singing their big head. <laughs> if it's only eight letters, why is it so hard to say? <laughs> so yeah, this is just audio, uh, little audio of us being here. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm glad we did, but you know, I won't again for a long time. No, it certainly was it certainly was an experience. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you know that just you know your your family when you hang out with them, spend time with them. There's going to be things that they like to do that you don't. Sometimes you just got to suck it up, and you know, take one on the chin. We were we were good sports. We even so on either side of the screen <laughs> while you were waiting. You know, you could take a selfie of yourself and did, what did you put it to Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Okay. Our Twitter, Donna Mantis Twitter. Oh, you did? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Twitter I so Ivan and I took a selfie of ourselves, and it was like hashtag, uh, why don't we super fans? Anyway, and if you do the hashtag, uh, whatever it was, the venue, uh, there's a chance that they could display this picture yeah. on two, what would you say? They're probably 15 by 20 or 25 feet. Yeah. Gigantic they're, Yeah, they screens. are giant. Yeah. And uh, they, they indeed did put our picture up there. <laughs> And there was there was an audible just wave of laughter throughout yeah. the crowd. Oh yeah, and cheers. And yeah, cheers. and some yeah. cheers because yeah. it was hilarious. Because it's just a sea of pictures of little tween girls with their tongues out and doing the stupid peace sign and the things that they do. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> here's these two gray bearded ginger middle aged dads, and I'm doing. <laughs> Ivan has like a serial killer smile and I'm doing some sort of, I don't even know what. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. What is that? I don't know. I kind of, I kind You're of like made giving a, yourself a hug. Yeah. I kind of like made a butterfly with my hands on my chest and did just kind of like a really sweet <laughs> smile. You were, it's like you were over, overcome with emotion. You had to <laughs> like put your hands on your chest like you're, yeah. you're holding your heart in or it will explode. And our daughters were so pissed. Because oh, yeah, because they put theirs up and it didn't post no. for a long time. It's like 40 minutes after <laughs> hours. Finally, I was like, oh, my God, what if they do ours and not theirs? Yeah, I know. That would have been bad. <laughs> they were they were mad, but I think they thought it was funny. So it all worked out. It yeah, it worked out. It all worked out. Well, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was, it was a, fun a fun time. The girls loved it. So. What do you got? What else you got, man? You got nah, any other house cleaning or no? I got I got I got nothing. I will say that uh, I'm about um, four or five meditations in. Um, oh, nice with the Sam. Uh, Harris. I'll plug it, Sam Harris. You uh, do it, yeah. It's it's um, guided med- meditation. Not everyone, especially you know people that like meditation. They've been meditating for a long time. There's a there's a you know a subculture of people that that um, that don't like the guided meditations, you know, I don't know if subcultures are the right word, but a group. Um, but, um, if, if you've never gotten into it and you think it's something that, that you, you would like to try, um, I will tell you this, just like a little snippet of Mm -hmm. just try to close your eyes and be aware of your surroundings. Don't try to tune them out, but just be aware of your breath and don't, don't think about anything else. Now sounds crazy. I know, but, um, just to kind of give you a taste of what it is, especially, you know, in, in, you know, my vantage point is it's very hard to have control over your mind. So that's basically a tiny sliver of what you're doing when you're trying to meditate. Not only are you trying to control your mind, you're just trying to get to a a sense of awareness to where sometimes you can't control it. Mm -hmm. So to be aware of that is, is something that helps you mentally and helps you become more stable as a person. Now I am no expert. Um, but that's just my after, you know, 
after being in it about a month. That's my big takeaway is being aware of your crazy mind. Yeah. And the, the funny thing with the breathing, mm-hmm. there seems to be a theme with that. That translates over to yoga. The short time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really that's, into yoga. It's all. Yeah. It's all about that breathing and the it rhythm. Is. And it getting is. Into it it's really is cool. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say yoga is, is just like meditation with, you know, a, a body element. Um, it, in my eyes, I mean, it's still very healthy. I'm not saying it's just that, but what I'm saying is, is it's, is yoga gives you that healthy way of thinking. Oh, sure. You know, to where you're thinking about thinking, which is metacognition and mindfulness and being aware and all those things. Yeah. So somebody, what the one thing that I read the other day, I thought was really interesting. It was basically, and it was just kind of random people on Reddit talking about it. And one guy had a really good point. He said that if something bad happens and and it comes to you and it's something that you can't do a lot about and you don't react heavily, some people say, well, he's he must be dead to the world. But what it is is you're, you're more mindful and you're more able to understand like, well, should I spend energy on being frustrated at, at about this at a high level or should I internalize and, you know, I don't know. It's just, a, just like, you know, you're not dead to the world. You're just... You're just using energies wisely, yeah. physical, mental, I mean, more wisely. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like a quick fix. It's not going to change your entire life. But I think minute by minute, it makes you able to handle things better. You know, well, man, I, I need to catch up with you. I, I need to get into the, the meditation. You know, there's there's a lot of man just working on yourself, like as far as I'm concerned, letting certain things go yeah forgiving people sometimes you know it's hard to forgive sometimes there's someone you need to forgive that doesn't even think they did anything to be forgiven for yeah and that's what makes it even harder i mean it's hard enough to forgive someone that's like oh i did this wrong thing and i'm sorry yeah but sometimes it's set up to where you know someone has wronged you and they don't even they don't yeah. either don't care or they don't even realize it or yeah i yeah that's tough stuff it, it is. Really is and and i i need to let go of a lot of stuff. I need to forgive people even not even to call them up and say, I forgive you, but just for, for yourself. I, well, you know well, what I mean? And I found, I found in, in this process and even before this, and, and it's really deep. I'm not trying to be profound, but something that I feel that's almost impossible is for you to forgive yourself. And a lot of that's that, damn true. A lot of that stuff that's, that's gunking around in your brain is just that you can't, like after something happens, you got to be like, man, that was the stupidest thing I could ever said. It's like, you know what? It's okay. I mean, you were, you know, you came out of a womb and dropped in someone's arms and, you know, you weren't ever given a manual of how to think and how to live. I mean, you just kind of caught good things here and there. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you're going to do stupid stuff, you know? Yeah, but that's, that's very hard. And, And I'm saying that because I'm telling, I'm saying it to myself. It's, it's very hard to forgive yourself and just realize that you'll make more mistakes and and it can't be that it can't be that I don't think I mean I wish I could do this but it can't be that you can just process it for a while and then be like later I'll forgive myself what you should instantly do is forgive yourself yeah it's so hard though yeah, it is oh yeah it's it's I would say it's dang near impossible I will remember things I did 20 years ago 
and and feel bad. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. And especially, and I, I don't. Maybe a lot of people are like this, but I feel like my life has been ninety five percent. I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. With sprinkled in five percent of me just being a total asshole. Yeah. Just in a few circumstances, and yeah, man, it's hard not to it's yeah. hard not to beat yourself up about those even years after the fact, you know. Well, so on the way over here, I I went into the little convenience store I go into to get my coffee. And I went in there and there was this guy talking to this cashier and they were talking about abortion. And I was like, well, I'm not getting in that conversation. Hell no. But they did sucker me in because just in the time that it took to pay for my coffee, she basically told me that guy's a Trump supporter. And, you know, they said some stuff about abortion, too. And I very quickly said, well, you can support him if you want. I mean, I, I guess he does good and bad things. I just think he's a big baby, and he just, <laughs> you know. So instantly, I walked. I was walking to the car, and I was like, "Man, I shouldn't have said that. Like, I should have, I should have took the a high road and like heard the heard the guy and said, "Well, I'm not the biggest fan." But get in the car, start driving on the road, and I instantly for and I'm not trying to say, "Hey, look, I'm I'm practicing what I'm preaching." But I, I, and right now as I'm sitting here, I, I instantly forgave myself because that's tough. That's tough for anyone to go in that situation and not say something politically charged, yeah. especially after some bad stuff that's happened in the last 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's any political party's fault what happened. But I, I there's things that people say that I agree with from one camp and things that I, from the other camp they're saying that I don't agree with. So... You know, I, I just, you know, I'm sure the guy's like, oh, he's an idiot. But, I mean, that's totally fine. He can think that if he wants, and, and I probably am. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know, the, just kind of my thought process was you wouldn't want any adult to ever act like him if you were like a good dad. You wouldn't want one of your sons to, you know, like, I don't know, just think of the think of Wally Cleaver and, you know, <laughs> you know, would he instill those traits on any of those kids? I mean, that's a TV show. I get it. Right. But I'm still. just trying to paint the picture, you know. So So what just really quickly, we'll really Yeah, quickly, yeah. Uh just a few hours before we started to record, where it was it was a shopping center in El Paso. Yes. Am I right? Yes. 20 dead, 26 injured. Yeah. Uh you know more about it than me because that's Well, I, I actually don't. I mean, I I've been uh you know, I've been trying to not read into it too much just because I wanted to kind of enjoy my Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's petty by me, but you know, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, a, a young, a younger kid in his twenties, uh, went into a Walmart and, you know, did some bad stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, that's unfortunate, man. And you hear it way too much, but anyway, I don't think that's anything we ever want to do a podcast. No, on no, no, no. Let's, no. uh, there's there's plenty of podcasts for that. Oh, there's yeah. also AM radio for that. So yeah. if you want to if you want to listen to guys with a <laughs> sound behind them, go ahead. It might does, be us sometimes when we turn over the mics too much. Does anyone listen to AM radio? They do. They really? Do. Yeah. Who listens to that? They have a loyal. It's 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 cheap for talk radio, so there's a lot of talk radio that's on that. Okay. Yeah, I think well cheaper than FM. But it's so the sound quality is so terrible. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. But you know, I I used to listen to some stuff on AM, uh, some some talk shows and stuff that weren't politically charged, uh, and it was kind of cool. 
it kind of had a cool sound to it. it I think maybe it's like a hipster thing to listen to AM radio. Yeah. Maybe now. Yeah, right? maybe it just might right be. now. <laughs> I just don't know what all's on there. Uh, neither do I. Yeah. All I hear is a lot of static and sometimes a little bit of a baseball game or something. Going yeah. On. Oh, yeah. What the hell's this? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it just reminds me of like Wolfman Jack. Yeah. 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 Wasn't, uh, was George Norrie or anyone like that coast to coast? Was that ever on Yeah, AM? I think it was. Okay, I think that's it was. what I thought. Yeah. Who was George Norrie's predecessor? Uh, the, uh, oh, what's his name? I- Bell? Right. Art Bell. Yeah, Art I Bell. feel really bad that yeah, I couldn't Sasquatch remember that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, that was cool to listen to. Art Bell was awesome. Yeah. I used to yeah. love listening to that, driving late yeah. at night, and some lady calls in, well, I, I've had a seven-month-long <laughs> affair with Sasquatch. And these people, they could say the most ridiculous things, and he would always just be like, well, that's very interesting. Can you tell me more details? <laughs> well, yeah, hey, I live a in master. a trailer court out near uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, Yeah, and he comes only on the fourth Friday of every month. <laughs> Bearing gifts like things he dug out of the dumpster, and we've had very vivacious love affair for seven months. It's just insane. You know what? I, hey, what if she's telling the truth? <laughs> Sasquatch would be like, you know, no one's going to believe it. I'm going to bang this chick. No, Sasquatch booty call. Yeah. It's like, who's going to believe this? That's a t shirt right there. Sasquatch booty call. Ooh. And there's just like a big foot. SBC. Imprint. Yeah, that's a bad. My, that's that could my be new our brand. That could be our branding. We Sasquatch could sell hats belt. and stuff. It could be like Sasquatch, the silhouette, but he's got one finger on his booty, <laughs> and it's like there's a little bit of steam coming off of it, and he's kind of you know Sasquatch always has that walk and where he's looking back anyway. Yeah, true. Well, but he's looking on his backside. There he's you like, go. Too too hot for you. Too hot to handle. Yeah. Too cold to hold. That's. <laughs> That's the abominable snowman version. Oh, listen, I'm really, really I already had one coffin fit. I'm going <laughs> to, we, we've put this off for like two or three days in a row. You know, we go to podcast tonight. Anyway, I come down with some ridiculous head cold sinus bull crap and I haven't even had a voice until the, pretty much last night. My voice started to come back. So hey, anyway, you always have a voice in the U S of a, sir. <laughs> but not literally. It sounded, I sounded like a 90-year-old smoker, chain smoker. It was awful. We should have done it. I should have been like, Joe can't be here tonight. Now I'm here with Frank Davidson. He's been hanging out at the local quickie store for yeah. the past 45 years every day. Uh, yeah, I caught smoking. a bullet in my ass in Korea, and now I'm doing this shit. <laughs> he smokes 12 packs of cigarettes in a month, or in a week. Not a month. That wouldn't be too bad. No. That'd actually be pretty light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been almost two weeks since we since we last got to, together. And uh, hopefully you people now, in, in most cases, I'm guessing, just like I'm doing right now with, with uh, Murderville, Georgia, mm-hmm. that's one podcast, and then another one called Hell and Gone. Those are some true crime podcasts that are amazing. Um, usually I'll go back and discover them, and then I listen to, I just binge listen to like 15 yeah. episodes straight. I've so heard, maybe I've heard about the Hell and Gone one. Um, really good. Now that one took place. There's two cases that she's covering. Yeah, and they're right here. Yeah, there was a guy on. Uh, well, not I forgot his name, but he's an awesome dude on Duncan Trussell. He was talking about it, uh, talking about her. He just stumbled upon it. He's like, man, fantastic. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. great. You need to listen to it. Yeah, I will. I will. And I started listening to it before I even realized that the crimes took place literally here in our our you know right yeah. here in our area yeah it's like oh my god that's awesome we should so. pretend to know something about it and call it <laughs> uh yeah it was my uncle Catherine uh, townsend twice is her removed. Name. yeah 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 just hamper the whole investigation that's enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the spirit 
But so, yeah, we're back again. And, you know, if hopefully, like I said, maybe it's one of those situations where people are binge listening so we don't have to go back and recap anything. Yeah, we don't like recapping. No. Previously, we d- we've done that before. Yeah. This is not pretty. So we turned it into an action movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm sure people fast forwarded past that. But. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 27 minutes. So if you wanted to get to Yuba County Five, you should have fast forward about 50 times, and uh, you should have. And you're there. 15. Yeah. A, so a big, I don't want to do the math on that. A big portion of this last and final episode of the series on the Yuba County Five is going to be talking about Gary Mathias. Any UFO stuff in this? Um, no, but we could put it in there if we want. We could get some missing 411 <laughs> stuff going on. They were abducted by Bigfoot or UFOs. Well, I was just saying out there in the West, you know, it's kind of, you know, I, almost any case you would think there's probably a thread you can find somewhere where you're like, UFO. Oh, Bigfoot yeah. People. If you want to, you could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we could connect every I'm single I'm going to stay with that until the end. Okay. All right. So we already know your, your two cents on it. So, yeah, let's talk about who many people believe had something to do with this entire thing, Gary Mathias. Gary. Now, like we said, oh, that was a good SpongeBob reference. It took me a second. Uh, You know, the other four all suffered from some mental defect of some sort. They were on the spectrum, you know, somewhere. Now, Gary was different because he, he was basically of average intelligence, except for... He had been plagued by like a lifetime of psychiatric breaks. He was diagnosed schizophrenic and as if, you know, he, gasoline needed to be thrown on the fire into the mix was heavy, heavy, heavy drug use all the mm-hmm. way back to his teenage years. Yep. So that's, you know, if you're already suffering mental breaks and, and, and suffering from schizophrenia and stuff, man, throwing drugs on top of that. Is like I said, it's like throwing gas on a fire. Sure, I mean mental health anyway for anyone is a tightrope walk. And yes, you throw some variables like that. Yes, even a, even someone of a strong, sound mind, sure, can be thrown off by certain drugs. You know That's what I mean? That's right. That's right. But Gary first experienced psychiatric problems following a bad LSD trip when he was just a sophomore in high school. In fact, he had been placed in a psychiatric ward for a certain time. After school, he joined the military and was shipped to West Germany in the early 70s. However, while overseas, Gary's drug use continued and he was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia. His time in the army was spotty at best. He did receive a sharpshooting medal, but he was also arrested for going AWOL. While in custody after the AWOL arrest, he called two sergeants and a deputy into his cell. When they got there, Gary, who was stark naked, leapt from his cell, punched one of the officers in the face, and tried to attack the other officers before being subdued. After the incident, he told authorities he did not like being in the army and thought if he attacked the officers, he would get discharged. In a way, the ruse sort of worked because following an evaluation, Gary did receive a psychiatric discharge from the army. He's like, but I'm not wrong. <laughs> it's the old Bill uh, Marr line. Who was the guy on MASH that was constantly dressing up in dresses? And You know, I didn't watch MASH that much. Oh, really? It seems like I waited for that one to be over because there was something else that came on after it. But I, I don't dislike MASH, and I like Alan Alda. I think he's an, oh, an amazing Pierce. guy. Yeah, man. Alan Alda's awesome. Yeah. just I've heard him interviewed uh, a couple times, and he's he's... Got a really neat, really neat way he look. He looks at things. Plus, he's like in his nineties and can do a cartwheel. Really, seen it with my own eyes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, <laughs> however, Gary would get into more trouble only days after this incident. 
Gary was at a cousin's house around 8.30 a.m. watching TV. Also there was his cousin and the cousin's young wife, who had been battling a long illness and was lethargic from her medication. Gary announced he needed to use the restroom and left the room. But after a long absence, his cousin became suspicious, and he went in to check on him. Uh-oh. Exactly. What he found was his wife lying nearly nude on the floor with Gary straddling and fondling her. The cousin, obviously alarmed, asked Gary what the hell he was doing, to which Gary replied, I wanted to kiss her. When the cousin told him he was going to call 911, Gary sharply replied, good, I want to go back to jail. So I'm telling you right now, everything for this guy's like, well, I wanted to go to jail, so I figured out this is the way I could get in jail. Yeah. The other thing is like, I wanted out of the army, so this is, I wonder if that's how you rationalize. Everything's like a means to an end with him, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> But it's insane because- I'm laughing. I, I don't want to laugh at a sexual assault because that's, that's, you know, that's complete shit. Well, this is just one of those things, and we see this all too often, where someone slips through the cracks so many times. He should have been- Placed in a psychiatric ward long term for for help. I think if he would have gotten the help he needed, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I you know yeah. It's it's. I don't know. You talk about funding. You talk about resources. You. Talk, I mean, there's there's tons of stuff you could say. But yeah, you're right. Slip through the cracks. That's, well, that's a very good assumption. Like we said in our episode on that old. CBS or NBC documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, anywhere but here. Yeah. Bill um, Moyer. Bill Moyer, yeah. And I think it was in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was in the uh, late 70s or so, mm-hmm. or maybe early 80s when a lot of the funding was cut and there was this whole new, uh, there was this whole new idea about mental institutions where uh, all the people in them could be released into society and they could integrate. And I can't remember the exact terminology. Yeah. It was was like integrate and assimilate or something something like that. Yeah. And that's where a huge portion of our homelessness got jump started from. Sure. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. Oh yeah. We did a whole episode about it. You guys should check it out. We talk about how uh, it's easy to paint it with a broad brush and be like, Oh, those bombs are lazy. Get off the streets. Right. Like when, well, I mean, you're going to paint what you need, what you should have painted when you, when you paint with that brush, but you're going to misidentify a lot of things, a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. See, it was one of our earlier episodes. So somebody go back and listen to that. Yeah. It's like, it's like one of the, it's like two or something. It's It's really early. early, Yeah. Gary Mathias would end up being charged with battery of a peace officer for striking the deputy and assault with intent to rape for the incident with the cousin's wife. A plea deal was reached and the second charge was dropped after he pled guilty to battery of a peace officer. It is unclear how long his original sentence was, but at the time of, uh, but at the time battery of a police officer or a peace officer, I'm sorry, would have been three years. However, Gary was out in eight months. What you want to do is you want to attack a war officer. <laughs> maybe not a peace not, officer. Maybe there's not some kind of bogus charge that goes with that. It's like, hey, he had it coming. <laughs> it's a war officer yeah. who said it best war <laughs> good god y'all what is it good for absolutely yeah nothing that's right after <laughs> but gary's run-ins with the law were far from over after shooting methamphetamine which is always a great idea he visited the home of a couple he knew and began <laughs> acting very erratically saying he wanted to stab the woman and even telling their three-year-old that he had thought about killing her 
I'm sure that three year old needed years yeah, of therapy yeah. to get over that. Yeah, uh, go back, to, go back to Mister Rogers. He's got a lot better <laughs> message for you. The couple obviously freaked out and threw him out of the house. He screamed and pounded on their locked doors until the police arrived. There's no record of him serving any time. Uh, over that incident. So once again, how in God's name did he not? Oh, he's like, ah, I wanted to go to jail. That's why I was doing it's all this. Insane. That's why I talked to the three-year-old. Well, it wasn't even over then. His behavior still got worse. He was arrested on suspicion of grand theft auto. He got into multiple bar fights. He was cited for driving without a license. And many complaints were filed on him for prowling the local cemetery. Yeah, I know. That gave me pause as well. Uh, over the next few years, Gary would be repeatedly picked up and admitted to various mental hospitals like the Letterman Army Hosp- Hospital's psych ward in San Francisco, which he snuck out of, and again at a state mental facility near Stockton, where he literally shawshanked his way out through a drain pipe and hitchhiked back home wearing only his hospital pajamas. And he came out clean on the other clean side. Clean on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and again, when he was admitted to es- and escaped yet another psych ward in 1975. After this, he had reportedly left Marysville for Oregon to stay with his grandmother. He stayed there for a short time before dropping off the radar. And his mother and stepfather, Ida and Robert Klopf, K-L-O-P-F, did not hear from him for five weeks. Then he appeared on their doorstep one day, filthy and ragged, claiming he had walked the 540 miles from Portland, stealing milk from front porches and eating dog food to survive. Mm. Which, that's possible, I guess. You ever notice? <laughs> what's what's crazy is, what's crazy is... You wouldn't have to steal dog food. Well, no, surely not. But You could, you could, yeah. But I, the milk thing I get, because in those days, the milkman still literally dropped off glasses of milk on your porch. Yeah. So that would have been a no-brainer. But the crazy thing is, have you noticed, there's like an ad, there's like, maybe it's the adrenaline part of our brain or something that it seems like, I, I, how do I delicately tiptoe around this and like explain it? People with certain mental defects and stuff have displayed insane strength. Do you know where I'm getting to? Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like almost yeah. inhuman strength. That yeah. It's 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 crazy and 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 been, have been able to, you know, to complete feats that yeah. should not have been possible. Yeah, I can't really speak to that because I don't I, I can't think of any time that I've read anything like they've done a study or anything like that. No. Or if it's just something like a like it seems that way, you know, and that's why we think that I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe this would have been another case. Someone walking over 500 miles. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you got enough time, you could do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh he had 5 you know. weeks. We need to we need to look at the logistics of that and see, you know, like well, how much uh, he would have had to cover per day and uh, that's interesting. Well, we I know when that. you go on like a backpacking trip, I mean, I think 12 miles a day is is a pretty good day. Really? Um, with, with your pack on. So if you're walking down the, just down the streets, I mean, obviously you could probably get that. Well, five weeks uh, times, that's 35 days, right? Yeah. Seven times five is 35 days. Yeah. So he could have done it 35 times yeah. 12. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. But also. It just depends on, I mean, he's, he's, I don't know. I don't know if. If he's going to stop and have to rest, I mean, just the only problem with walking that far, you need an immense amount of calories to pull that off. 
Well, the, some I just don't. I just don't know if he's getting it from milk. You know, surely not. I mean, milk has a lot of calories, but some think still it once a day. Some think that he he did like hitch hitchhike. Yeah, a little, yeah, I probably hitchhike and probably hopped on a few trains. Oh yeah, yeah. So it could be an exaggeration. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, just think of anyone. They're like, okay, I'm gonna walk. I'm I'm walking west. How long are you gonna walk before you figure out? Hey, there's a lot of these fast things passing me. <laughs> what if I were to able to get a ride on one of those just for a little bit? Which was to, totally to, common. You know, my dogs are barking here. Yeah. You back know. in the 60s and yeah, 70, yeah, 70s, yeah. totally common yeah. to hitchhike. Can I ride in the back of this farm truck? Yeah. You know, I ain't got to sit in the cab with you. Have you ever hitchhiked? I have not. I've never hitchhiked. I have, I have a couple times. Really? Yeah. Just when your car broke down or something? There was one time when a buddy and I, I think I was 16 and he was like 17 or 18. So uh, rest his soul. He passed away from cancer a mm. few years ago. But we had the bright idea that we were going to load everything up. Uh, no, I take that back. We were pre driver's license. Mm. That's the whole reason we had to hitchhike. Yeah, that's right. This has been a long time ago, guys. But uh, his dad dropped us off in the middle of nowhere, about a mile from the highway. We were so far out there to camp and he was going to come back and get us in the morning. And so we set up camp and uh, through like close to the middle of the night or somewhere in the early morning hours. Uh, coyotes were everywhere and they got <laughs> so damn close. Yeah. We were so scared in that tent. Yeah. I mean, I was petrified and to this day, I don't, I don't think that coyotes are going to jump on humans. <laughs> I've never heard of that. And maybe it happens. Well, still your, your mind gets in a weird funk out there. Yes. Yeah. So we booked it. We packed up what we could and walked to the highway and hitchhiked. And you know, I don't remember exactly what time it was, but some guy, some older guy, stopped in a pickup, and we jumped in the back of his truck, and he he dropped us off at my friend's house. Yeah, so, man, crazy, huh? Yeah, and that's crazy. I've been with my yeah. dad when he picked up hitchhikers back in the day. Okay, yeah, but you know, still in the early '80s and stuff, it was still yeah, it's more accepted. Then. Yeah, now it's like, oh, they're gonna kill you. Oh yeah, I tell you what, I don't think I mentioned this on another podcast, but the other day I had to drive to uh, Joplin to help my parents with something, and on the way. I just could not believe it. I could not believe it. I stopped into a gas station out on the out interstate and I met my mom and, and, and stepdad there and we had coffee and stuff and grabbed a bite. And uh, it was a situation where they were going up to Joplin to pick up something. And so he's on his big ass truck and huge trailer. I'm following him in my car and my mom wanted to ride with me. We pull out and there's this girl who probably looked maybe 19 or 20. She looked like she may she might have weighed a, a buck oh five soaking wet tiny girl and she had this giant pack on her back and had a dog with her on a leash that had a little saddle pack on him that was packed full and then she was carrying a duffel bag and a guitar case walking down the interstate with her thumb out yes and i was just like you are you're dead already and you don't even know it you're on a milk carton already you're on a poster at walmart and you don't even know what what is wrong with you you know what i mean or or is she i mean yeah i i'm with you but i'm like what if just probability i mean there's some probability that says that she'll make it well she looked like she'd been on the road a long time yeah but i just can't i just Maybe it's because I'm so immersed in the true crime thing. I'm just assuming literally the next person who picks you up is going to murder you. Yeah. You know, it it was just mind blowing. It's kind of like this, you know, you got to step back and, and I watch true crime stuff and I listen to stuff, you know, and, and read about things. 
but you got to step back. I mean, how many people, and you know, we talk about it all the time, but let's, let's, you know, if you did a poll, how many people have been directly affected by one of these things that we'd consider a true crime, you know, and I don't mean like, you know, somebody stole a TV from your brother-in-law, you know, I just mean like scary, like, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify it, but something pretty creepy, something pretty scary, like either a murder or almost a murder, you know, or, you know, yeah. And I'm not saying like, Oh, there's, you know, we, we went in the front door, we heard somebody run out the back. I just mean like, I mean, real, like right. something that should be on. Like my cousin who literally drove yeah. drove away one day in 1997 and has never been yeah. seen since. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, that would qualify. Yeah. But so, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there. So, yeah, even in just America, like, like, like let's, let's just go to America. Yeah. There's yeah. 340 million people here. I bet you're right. I bet. The percentage of people who've been victims of stuff like that is probably like point zero 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 zero. So how many people are out there that would really do you harm? Right. You know. Right. I mean, it's it's enough where if my teenage daughter said, "Hey, I want to do that," I'd be like, "No, right, exactly, right." You know, I'm with you, but I'm like, I mean, she could probably be okay. Well, that I mean, this girl maybe not. She looked like she'd been at it for a while. I mean, she looked like she had been on the road a while. So I will bet you that if she did it for twenty years, she'd probably have some pretty creepy stories. Even oh if she God. wasn't, even if she wasn't raped or anything like that, she might have like a close call, at least a few stories. Yeah, um, I'm tell- oh and God. that might be something that maybe that's her definition of living. Maybe she's like, hey, you know, um, I thought about how I could live my life in this way. And that was completely different than how I want to live. So I wanted to, you know, Rolling Stone gathers no moss. So I wanted yes. to go. Maybe the danger <laughs> aspect of it is part of it for her. It's part of the sure, thrill. Sure. It's just crazy. Yeah. I don't know, but not that I'm condoning that for any of my family members, but Hey, to each, to each his own, I guess. I know and it, it crossed my mind. I was even thinking like, Oh man, if I didn't have my mom with me, even what if I picked her up? But I was like, it would be super. Just imagine if I would have picked her up and then explained to her how she's probably going to get murdered. Uh-oh. She probably would be like calling nine one one, or you know, there's no way I think that I could have done that. No, but, no, really, I don't think you would have. I think what you would have said is, "Hey, I do some true crime podcasts and stuff like that," and you'd probably say, "You'd probably have some kind of conversation how what she was doing you thought was creepy, but not like you wouldn't come off in a way where all of a sudden it's going to scare her." And she's already out there anyway in the middle of nowhere with a guitar case and a duffel bag. I mean, it's not, it's not like you could probably say anything. It should be like, Oh, oh well, I'm gonna, this guy's a killer or I'm freaked out now. You know? Yeah. I think she's probably pretty callous to it all. Probably. If so. she's not, she shouldn't be out there. It was just so insane. She was just so, she just, all I saw was vulnerability. Yeah. But maybe, maybe not so much, maybe not as much as I think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Just, she might've had some kind of, Small firearm, which it didn't sound like she would. I don't know. You'd be crazy not to, but yeah. So a mace or something. I'm telling you just from cases of road rage that I've heard and stuff when in my vehicle, I've got, I've got like a a 12 inch uh, Bowie knife in a sheath and it is razor sharp and it's, it's, it's where I can get it and have it out within seconds. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Road rage is a, yeah. 
And I, I mean, a nine millimeter pistol uh, at certain times as as well. Just uh, you just never know, man. That's why. Hey, anyone listening, uh, you never know when someone maybe cuts you off or pulls over uh, faster than you'd like and you have to tap your brakes. You never know if that person might just be on their last they might just be on their last nerve. They might just, you might be the straw that breaks the camel's back that makes them lose it. So I always like to tell people, you know, before you honk or throw up a middle finger or something, man, just pick your battles. Yeah. Pick your battles. Cause you don't ever know what that other person is going through or what frame of mind they're in. It's tough, but none of that stuff throwing your fist up ever solves anything. No, no one's ever going to be like, Oh man, you know what? You're right. That was that was completely no. wrong of me to do that. And I can tell you, I do not. And my wife will tell you, too, because sometimes I'm the one that's intercepting. And, you know, I'll put my hand up. Don't honk the horn. You know, it's like, who get, let's just let yeah. it go. But I, I don't honk at people. Even <laughs> even in times, there's been times where people just pull right out in front of me and I have to really hit the brakes hard. But even in those times, you can cuss to yourself in the car and stuff, but I, I even in, in those times I don't flip off, I don't cuss, I don't. Yeah, you never throw know, my right? Fist out, but anyway, yeah. I don't know where that yeah uh, PSA came from. Yeah, but, no, that's mm. that's good advice for sure. We should we shouldn't be jerks to people anyway. Yeah, love, peace, and love, like Ringo says. That's right, peace and love. Following a 1978 interview with Matthias's longtime acquaintance Janet and Zara. Yuba County Sergeant James Black wrote that Matthias had repeatedly told Enzera of a dream where he had he and other several other people uh, would disappear. Enzera called Matthias a, quote, very violent person hurting men seriously and said that he also hates women, according to her interview notes. Hmm. Yeah, that's. uh, Yeah. This guy's not very stable. Well, yeah, and I don't want to just set him up as the fall guy for everything, but we are going to get into that and other theories. Gary's last notable episode came later that same year when a Yuba County couple awoke to find him standing in their bedroom. He had punched through a window and unlocked the back door. When the couple asked what he was doing, Gary announced he was in search of a ring to return to Satan and followed that by informing the couple that uh, they were actually in his house and he was there to collect the rent. (laughs) Mm. wow how's it gonna get that ring to satan you know only he would know that you know what i mean yeah it's got his mailing address i don't know how to get a ring to satan hey you know what you know how you send letters to santa claus like kids send letters to santa claus yeah address to north pole yeah i wonder if anyone's ever like address an envelope to satan letters to jesus and they make it into the post office and there's like a pile of it's like Oh, yeah, I put it with the le- rest of the letters to hell. <laughs> you leave and you leave a letter to Satan by a plate of uh, Red Hots and some, wi- <laughs> and some whiskey instead of milk and cookies. And some of that ham in the can. <laughs> a little devil dancing on it. <laughs> there What's you that go. stuff called? Oh, shit, I can't remember. Deviled ham or something. Deviled ham, is it? Really? Know, Has a little sure. devil on it? Underwoods or... Under. You serve it with some deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, Ooh. now we're getting crazy. And some devil's food cake. <laughs> wink, wink, Satan. <laughs> Feel right at home. Don't, don't accidentally put angel food. Ooh, hell no. Be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but I wonder what a letter would Satan to say. Satan, come on. Dear Satan, <laughs> I would really like you to go find my ex-wife, Barbara. And uh, put warts or something on her ass for running <laughs> off with uh, my buddy Jake. 
Thank you. Love Tommy. Don't you think a lot of it would be like, you know, hey, I love Jack Johnson and uh <laughs> And uh, oh, you mean the old guitar player? Yeah, the old, the not old the guitar. new white no, no, Hawaiian singer, not guy. the Hawaiian guy. I like right. him too, but but you know, I'd be like, hey, you know, you did that thing for him where yeah. he, you know he sold his soul. Yeah. So I want. I'm having trouble uh, moving up in my pool cleaning business. <laughs> I've always been the assistant pool cleaner. I want to be the main pool cleaner because yeah. he makes four dollars an hour more than you me. would sell your soul out to be the the head guy that cleans the the bird shit you get out benefits of the... at that point you, do you you want to just protect your family you got insurance they got dental man <laughs> exactly sell it. yeah exactly. but we've talked about this before it seems like everybody who makes the deal with satan they get they get what they want but then mm-hmm. they die like right away yeah so like i said before to you oh life insurance for that pool yes cleaner. i'd be like I'll sell you yeah. my soul. You give me this, this, and this. But dude, I live till at least like twenty six. Yeah, what's what's sixty years to you? Right. You know, Satan. Yeah. You've yeah. already been around thousands, apparently. Yeah. So just wait sixty more, and you'll get my soul. Everybody's Sounds happy. Patient, doesn't he? Yeah. It's uh, almost like Satan doesn't have very good qualities. <laughs> I'm starting to think this Satan's not a very good guy. I'm starting to think this Satan's a real, real big jerk. jerk. <laughs> so there you go. If you ever thought we were Satanists, we just proved that we don't really like him. Yeah. But we don't like him one bit. Not a good guy. No. Oh, and not real either. So that'd be a. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we kind of want you to be real. If we're gonna... Uh-oh. Oh, we're getting played out. Our played out music. Yeah. Keep going. <coughs> Gary again began treatment at a local mental hospital and by 1978 had made much progress and was being treated at an outpatient basis with Stelazine, Cogentin, I think, and Prolixin. Man, that's a healthy mix. Exactly. Super dangerous. I don't know. I'm just kidding. In fact, he was considered by his physicians to be one of their sterling success cases. By all accounts, Gary had not suffered a violent episode or had any significant problems for two years. And that's that's something. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that's really good. On top of that, he, he seemed to stay fairly busy working in his stepfather's gardening business and playing on the basketball team called the Gateway Gators that was sponsored by a local program for the mentally handicapped. This is where he met Ted, Jackie, Bill, and Jack, although it is unclear how Gary became a part of the Gateway program. One report states that even though Gary had not had an episode in two years, the Gateway Gators coach still described him as, and I quote, seeming to still be likely to flip out at any time. Mm. Unfortunately, the program was disbanded decades ago, and all those associated with it at that time have since passed. But here is what I can can sum up about Gary Mathias. Mm-hmm. On his meds, he was okay. Off his meds, total shit show. Yeah, and it sounds like when he had something to do and he was busy, I mean, that's that goes for anyone. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, uh, idle hands, the devils play things, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, and that's true. Yeah, it is. It really is. That's true. I can tell you what, that's at work. I'm by myself all the time. And uh, for years now, I don't know how many, but for years... You know, I listen to podcasts all mm-hmm. yeah. day. It's healthy. All day. Well, and, it depends on the podcast. <laughs> well, it does. And well, I, you know what? It really doesn't. I mean, you could listen to some kind of crazy. Well, you could be like, I'm John, the white supremacist podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> that would be bad. But no, I listen to a lot of Sam Harris, the Joe Rogan. cast. Yeah. 
Then the Duncan Trussell, and I, I really if there is the KKK. Guys. Oh, I guarantee you there is. Of Something course, like that. Of course there is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I know there is. The White I'm Knight sure there cast. Is. Welcome to White Knight. Yeah. Cast. Where white folks are superior. I guess. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is, unfortunately. Yeah. Like sorry. I said, there's a podcast for everything. Oh, there is. There is. Don't you hate when you clean your microwave? Sometimes that little gunk gets under that round glass turntable that turn. Is that a white supremacist? No, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good. I, that's what I thought. No, I was giving you that. I thought that's where you were going. I wish I was now, but no, there's probably a podcast about cleaning that. <laughs> I swear to God, there's a podcast about everything. Uh, you know that yeah. when you hit your funny bone and it just tingles, there's a podcast that's just, well, that's all he talked about. That's <laughs> well, it. at least the gunk under the microwave thing, at least that had a positive side. I mean, that, that made you a lot of tasty burritos for the years. <laughs> what have white supremacists done? They haven't made tasty burritos for you. No, they haven't. They haven't. I mean, maybe there might anything. be some good cooks in the white supremacist movement. Don't, don't, don't give them too much credit. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> so I want to get into other theories, though. Excellent. No one knows exactly what transpired on the dark snow covered mountain that night. Judging by the location of the bodies and other evidence, the popular belief is that Bill Sterling and Jack Madruga succumbed to the frigid temperatures and perished the night they disappeared, never even making it to the trailer. It is also believed that Ted, Jackie and Gary continued on and found the trailer. They broke and they broke in to find shelter. Now, due to the sheets being carefully covered, uh, covering Ted's body and, you know, tucked around the edges, at least one other person was there after he passed away or appeared to have passed away. There's no other way. Yeah. Uh, then Gary, who had swapped his sneakers for Ted's boots and probably also Jackie, left the safety of the service trailer to venture out for another try at finding help where they, too, would perish. This theory of events does not explain why Gary was never found, but it's possible that his remains were so scattered by animals that they were never found or that he could have somehow made it far outside the search zone before dying. This is assuming that Gary was an innocent victim and not somehow responsible for any of the other boys misfortunes. Could Gary have broken his two-year peaceful streak and had a massive manic episode, forcing the more timid and non-confrontational boys off the route home and into the wilderness? That's why there are so many theories as to what drove the boys up the mountain in the first place, and also what led to the bizarre conditions surrounding their deaths and Gary's disappearance. I'm going to get into just a couple of theories. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. One theory... That has been put forth by police is that the boys were attempting to get to Forbes town. And that's about 20 miles off the original route. Gary had friends there and it's possible he convinced Jack to make a detour so he could visit them after turning off highway 70 at Orville Oroville. Sorry. They could have taken a wrong turn heading North up the mountain instead of East towards Forbes town. Mm. I've looked at the, I've looked at the map and plausible. It's very plausible. It looks Mm -hmm. like, and I've even read accounts from other people there that it's one of those, exits that's super easy to miss if you, uh, okay. if you don't know it's there you you know you uh, okay miss it. and at night yeah especially at night yeah. all right i like that one another theory is that something happened at the game that caused and this is this is one that i like that caused a person or persons to follow the boys and do them harm this would explain the sudden deviation from the route home if you believe someone is following you you usually start making random turns to see if they keep following you, right? Mm, yeah. The boys were at Chico cheering for the opposite team, the visiting team, who won. 
What if their fanatic cheering of the opposing team upset some Chico fans who decided to take a little revenge after the game? Yeah. That's one I like. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, one thing that's weird about it though, that because I always try to disprove my own theories and stuff, even if this isn't my theory, but all the snacks that they bought at that uh, Bears market mm-hmm. right after the game were all eaten except for like half a candy bar. So I'm just picturing them being followed, making all these other turns, looking back. The headlights are still there. Everybody's freaked out and stressed out. I don't see them. You don't snack when you're stressed out. Well, I, I mean, so if you had to give it a window, I mean, a bunch of kids in a car driving. I mean, there's probably time in there to support the original theory that um, there's probably time in there to eat all those snacks before they realize they're being followed. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been know? half hour, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, sure. They, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wherever that, wherever the store, what what kind of time frame are we looking at from the store to the turnoff? Oh, that's a good. Well, I think from the store to the turnoff, I know from this, from, from where they were, the venue all the way home was like 50 miles. Okay. I want to say the turnoff, don't quote me on this, but I, uh, on our website, I do have a map of the okay. whole scene. Okay. I want to say it's roughly halfway. Okay. So 25, 30 mm-hmm. miles. Yeah. And, and you're not going 60 back then. No, probably 55 or 50. Yeah. yeah. Or <clears throat> maybe even 45 if it's curvy at all. True. So, I mean, you just got to think about average speed. Right. So, I mean, it could be longer than an hour home, like hour and a half. So, I mean, yeah. That's one theory. That's another theory. Yeah. Anyway. On March 15th, about three weeks after the disappearance, a Yuba City resident named Debbie Lynn Reese got a strange phone call. She picked up the phone and said hello, and an unknown male voice on the other end of the line replied, I know where the missing men are, and hung up. The next day, the person called again, this time saying, I need help because I really hurt those guys bad. When she asked, who did you hurt? He replied, don't play dumb with me, and he hung up. There was one more call the next day on March 17th. This time, he said, those five guys are all dead. They're all dead, Reese asked. They're all dead, he replied. And then he hung up again, and he never heard. she never heard from him again. Hmm. Now, unfortunately, there's almost always random calls like this in missing persons cases. Mm-hmm. And something else that puts the authenticity of the caller in question is the fact that at this time, Ted Weir was almost certainly still alive, thus making the caller's statements inaccurate. You know, hmm. that all five guys were dead. But it's one of those cases where you will never know. Well, I could say this. If you were part of a group that were that were following these guys that hurt them, you, you know, when you find a skeleton in the woods, you can't, unless it broke bones, you can't find blunt force trauma. Right. So, I mean, one of the guys could have been hurt really bad. That's why he peels off into the woods and dies out there. Uh, the two guys could have. Yeah. But I mean, if if you have a couple guys that are just running away from you up a road, I mean, you could assume that they're going to die. You know, I mean, you could, you know. Yeah. If it's special, if you knew they were not of mental capacity, you know that that <clears throat> I don't know. Well, yeah, and it was it was super cold that night, deep snow. Mm-hmm. Nobody was dressed for that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it it it's none of them. Were I think at the most maybe a couple were wearing light jackets. You yeah. know what I mean. So yeah, they were not dressed for the elements whatsoever. And why would you be if you're just walking from your car to a basketball game and back? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, unfortunately, uh, that that was the case. And yeah, I would assume that if 
if you're that far in the middle of nowhere yeah. and you see these two guys in loafers and slacks and T-shirts yeah. running up the mountain into the woods, you might be safe to assume they're going to freeze their asses to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if they weren't, you know, I don't know, if if they were at a, you know, um, disadvantage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we will likely never know what actually happened the night of February 24th, 1978. What we do know is that all five boys were alive and unharmed when they left Bears Market around 10 p.m. The events that led them 70 miles from Chico on a desolate mountain road are and probably always will be a mystery. We know that Jack, Ted, Bill, and Jackie lost their lives on that mountain, and Gary was never seen again. I fully believe Gary also died close to the same time as the others, because if he had survived, he would not have access to his medication. And like I said earlier, judging by his past, Gary Mathias did not do well without his meds. Mm -hmm. They were the only thing that helped him walk a straight path and stay out of trouble. The only thing. I'm 100% sure if Gary had lived, he would have crossed paths with law enforcement or ended up in some altercation that would have landed him in jail or another psych ward. He's not the type that's going to relocate and thrive. No. Unless he had some kind of major help. Exactly. You'd have to meet just the right person that would pick you up and say, what happened? And be like, all my, all my friends died and they're going to blame me. Yeah. But I mean, that's so unlikely that anyone would be just a random person would pick you up and help you. And even if that random person had all good intentions and trying to help you, they're going to have to get access to all these drugs. Sure. That that were the only thing that, that leveled Gary out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you just, in those days, I'm sure in these days too, uh, you can't just go and get those, you know, those <laughs> yeah. powerful antipsychotics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I 100% think he perished around the same time. That's, that's my theory. Yeah, I mean, so possibly he makes it further than the other guys. I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And, I mean, search areas – um, and I just read some things about it. I mentioned it on a podcast one time. They've got some software that maps the terrain of the land, and then they basically, in in an hour, they can make it this far. In two hours, they can make it this far. But it's not a circle. No. It's like, oh, well, the search area shrinks here because there's a cliff. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go this way, you're going to have to get up that cliff somehow. You it know, would only so, be a it would only be a perfect circle if you were like smack in the middle of Kansas. Yeah, exactly. It's just like yeah, ah, wheat fields everywhere. Yeah, but still, it but still, it's going to be affected by you know like some kind of muddy field and some kind of field that somewhere has some kind of creek you have to cross so that yeah, slows true. you down. Fences, barbed wire fences. fences mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, all those are just factors that slow a person down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool. As far as Gary's possible involvement in the tragedy, on one hand, there's his history. Lots of violence, lots of run-ins with the law, lots of chaotic, unpredictable behavior. But he was schizophrenic. He was sick. Once on medication, he seems to have leveled out. We have to consider that he hadn't had a violent episode in two years. He had, um, had also had steady employment and stayed out of trouble. He loved playing basketball with the Gateway Gators and was close to his family. One of his favorite hobbies was listening to records in his parents' living room. The Rolling Stones and Olivia Newton-John were his favorites. And yes, it took me forever to, to find that out and dig that deep. <laughs> Due to, I'm getting better at this researching yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's good. Due to his past, it's easy to point the finger of suspicion, but it's hard to imagine what motive he could have had. 
He was in the most stable phase in his life. The other four boys were his friends, his teammates. They had a big tournament starting the next day, and by all accounts, Gary was just as excited as the rest of the group. His family said he took his meds weekly, and he had already taken his meds that week, so a sudden manic episode is very unlikely. Even after being stranded on the mountain, he would have likely been okay for uh, uh, you know another several days to a week without his meds. But that's where it begins to not look good for Gary. Once they were on the mountain, whoever else survived was stranded with a non-medicated Gary Mathias. This is where his history should be considered. Because in the past, without his meds, Gary was violent 100% of the time. What do you think happened that night? Why did they deviate from the route home? Why did they leave a perfectly operable car on the side of the road to continue walking up the cold, dark, snow-buried mountain? Why did Ted freeze and starve to death in a trailer with multiple heat sources available and a fully stocked uh, cabin of food? Why did the boys continue walking into unknown territory when they had just passed a lodge a few miles back, which they could have easily made it back to? How did the big mercury with the weight of five men make it up the muddy, rut-covered mountain road without damaging, scraping, or even dirtying up the car? And what about Joe Schoen's report of allegedly seeing the boys getting into a truck that night? And who was the woman with the crying baby? Did Schoen's really witness all of this, or was it a hallucination? A product of his extreme fatigue and the pain from the mild heart attack that he had just suffered. And what about the credible witnesses from the nearby town who came forward claiming that they had seen the boys a little over a week after their disappearance? And the questions go on and on and on. So I ask you now... This is the end. Yeah. That's all I got. What do you think, Ivan, happened to the five boys? I don't think Gary did anything malicious to harm them and cause them to die. I don't think it was a, I don't think he was, it was like some kind of fight. I, I think that's something that you talked about. Some people said before mm-hmm. they, they thought that he came, he went out and harmed the guys. I, I, I don't, I don't think that, um, I, I see people's frustrations. I think that, they probably look at this guy like he's the most capable of all of them. So if they died, it's probably because of him, like he's the captain of the ship. Right. Which isn't fair because ultimately, you know, it's just a, a bunch of kids. I mean, they're not kids, but you know what I mean? Like Basically, yeah. Mentally, more than yeah, likely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, in your 20s, I mean, come on. Well, do you think that he was uh, non-intentionally somehow responsible he for probably it. made some bad choices okay and led them astray okay but having said that i mean that's not something i i hope the family wouldn't take that as that i'm saying it's his fault i mean there are probably a lot of decisions made by the entire group that led him into a bad situation yeah um it just so happens that he was kind of he he was more than likely the leader um but i mean that's I'm that's not I'm not about like saying, oh, five people went missing. It's the you know, the leader's fault, you know. Yeah. Um you know, I don't think he I don't think he did anything to to to, you know, want this to happen or anything like that for sure. I mean, I think his fate is the same as everyone else's. You know, like you said. So um the the most intriguing thing that I heard you say, I I think the the boys following or some other boys follow him out of town. Um, but again, there's no ev- other evidence. That's a pretty, you know, 
pretty big speculation. Oh yeah, because there you think there would be some kind of evidence as, yeah, these guys, these they're bad bad customers. You know, somebody would say we saw them leave right after them. You know, you think there would be something. And in this day and age. All they would have to do is go to Bears Market and look at the surveillance footage yeah. to see if there was a car that followed them that's out. That's right. But this is yeah, 40 years true. ago. There's that's not true. that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that that's, you know, that's something that should be looked at or should have been looked at. Well, I think you're, I think that's exactly right. And there's no way to prove it. And it is a pretty huge speculation. But I really, I really, and I can't even really articulate why. But I have a strong, strong feeling that at the game, the boys were losing their minds. They were so excited. Sure. Cheering for this other team. Sure. At Chico, they're cheering for the opposing team. The team wins, and they're screaming and freaking out and, and you know, congratulating each other and stuff. I can't help but think that there was a group of guys that were fans of Chico that were there that were rubbed the wrong way by sure. that. And maybe they had... You know, there was a couple of these guys in the Yuba County Five that you could just look at them and you could tell they were there was a mental defect of some yeah, sort. Yeah, sure. But so, that doesn't matter to some people. That doesn't matter. Well, well I, it may have even made them more hostile. Well, that's true. Because like some kind of discriminatory discrimination. Type. There was more discrimination towards yeah. people like that back then, for true, sure. True. So they could be like, "Who are these?" I'm not going to use the word, but you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That are ours. You know, yeah. I I really feel like. I just really feel like that's what happened. I feel like they were followed out. I feel like they parked and waited for them to get their stuff at Bears Market because they wanted whatever they wanted to do. You don't do it right in town. Sure. And I feel like they started tailing them at some point after they were leaving Chico heading south back to Marysville. And that's 100% what I think happened. I think the boys had time enough to eat their snacks and stuff, but I think... After they got far enough out of populated areas, I think this car behind them started probably flashing its lights and honking and riding their ass and scaring them. So you just start taking turns. You're freaked out. Completely. Yeah. And I think they I think they followed them. And I don't feel like that they followed them completely all the way to the end of that road. I think the boys were so terrified after a while that they were almost like in a fight or flight mode. Sure. Like, like when a deer's in the headlights, it doesn't even know where it's running, but it yeah. just it just it'll That's run true. straight yeah. into a fence. Yeah, I feel like that they were just in a fight or flight mode, and the guys probably once the Yuba County Five boys got off road and were traveling up the mountain, that was probably good enough for these other guys who, yeah. were, who were laughing and turned around and went on their way. But even though it was over, I just feel like the boys were still just completely panicked. Sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's what happened. And they got yeah. to the end of the road. They got stuck a little bit. Uh, maybe that's why they didn't try to stop and push the car out because we can't waste that much time. These guys are going to be on, on us. Any yeah, moment. that's true. Then you take off running yeah. into the woods. And unfortunately, yeah. So that's my theory, man. That's well, what I and think. I, and I guess mine would be similar if I, if I just said, you know, the simplest explanation is probably the most likely. I guess I would lean towards that they made the wrong turn. Then they tried to correct a mistake and they made another bad mistake and they got stuck. And maybe that Gary said, maybe it was one of those things where maybe Gary took it upon himself. It's like, well, I'm going to walk this way. I think I can walk this way. 
because I maybe maybe thought he saw a light or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe he walks the opposite direction that the no one else walked. True. Uh, and yeah. maybe the other guys got tired of waiting or they got really cold and they decided that they would strike out. I don't know why they would go the other way. Well, they did find an army blanket and the flashlight in the complete opposite direction. Okay. See? That they thought maybe Gary had went that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it could have been as something as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, in, in survival situations, especially in this one, I mean, you just... It's just kind of hard to rationalize. Why would they do that? You know, well, I mean, you, like you said, fight or flight, stress, stressful situations. You don't always make the the best move. Right. And and it's it's like, and in this situation, it could have been one of those things. What's the what's the best bad choice? <laughs> right. Know? It sounds like all the choices might have been bad. Yeah. Just like what's the lesser of the evils when yeah, choices. that's true. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it's very intriguing. Um, the reason why it's intriguing, intriguing is because I don't know that we'll ever know unless they find Gary. I think if they found Gary somehow, even just some remains, there might be enough evidence now where it could answer a lot of questions, but it'll probably create more questions. Yeah. I think he made it way further than anyone anticipated, but I still think he froze to death like the other, you know, and yeah. I think that he probably did it by a little stream or something. And I mean, it's gruesome to say, but it does not take long out in the woods for animals and the elements to just completely decimate a body. It really doesn't take that long. I mean, you go to like a frozen stream to get a drink and fall in. I mean, are they going to find you? There you go. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's Yuba County five. Yeah. Um, I, there is one other thing I wanted to mention really quick. Go. I want, I wanted to do this at the beginning of the episode where more people are listening. I don't know who's listening now. Hopefully, I, um, a few, <laughs> hopefully a few people. Are. So I feel like I need to do this to be, to be fair, to be fair. Okay. Many times uh, during our podcast episodes, we kind of crap on uh, psychics, right? Sure. Even in this one, I think on one of them, maybe the first or second episode we talked about they brought in psychics and we kind of made fun of them do you have some new evidence to well validate this is something that happened to me and my wife okay and i it's one of those revelations it just hit me the other day where i kind of feel like a complete fool that i'd forgotten about this but let's i I can't entertain the idea of like we're all living in a simulation and then somebody say well i'm entertaining the idea that we all have some kind of mental connection i can be like that's crazy yeah (laughs) so go i'm ready the more i think about it the more i think we all are connected by something okay but anyway that's way bigger than this probably mushrooms yeah keep going (laughs) a couple years ago in fact i think almost exactly two years ago my wife and i were uh were on a little vacation and we were walking through this quaint little town and we found a psychic Mm -hmm. a tarot card reader Okay. So just purely for just wanting to be fun and try new things, you know, my wife was like, let's do it. Let's go in there. So we did. We made an appointment with her. We came back a little bit later and she was a tarot card reader. So my wife and I sat down. She spreads out the cards. Um, She's reading through them. She's like, okay, okay. Uh, She goes through a few little things um, and we just kind of talk with her back and forth. Uh, but what's crazy is cause we didn't really tell her much. We didn't fill out an information card before, you know? Okay. Um, because I've went back and thought about this. Did we tell her? I was like, no. Um, but anyway, 
the the meeting went fine and the last thing she said to us i remember in fact i'd like scooted my chair back and we were about to get out and uh she grabbed one card and she goes hold on and so we sat back down and she scooted the card over and she just looked at it for a minute and she goes okay uh i need to tell you guys to always remember that a child doesn't have to come from you for you to love the child as your own and she's like i'm seeing a lot of paperwork and litigation in your future and uh yeah that's how she said it she's like so i see a lot of paperwork i see some litigation uh remember that you can love and care for a child that is not yours biologically mm. and so we were like okay so we got up and and we were both like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah. What the hell is she talking about? We're not adopting. We didn't tell her. We weren't. We haven't yeah. even talked about it. Yeah. Uh, what is she talking about? You know, I'm like, what? What kid or what? What is she talking about? So fast forward. You probably know. Where oh, I'm at. yeah. Yeah. I got you. It did not dawn on me until just the other day. I was driving down the road and poof, it just. You're like, whoa. Oh, my God. So when yeah. I got home, I told Jess. So for those of you listening. Uh, roughly it's been over a year now, but anyway, uh, at the time that the psychic told us this, the child that I'm speaking about was not even born yet. Okay. This was eight months before this kid was even born. Yeah. So my wife and I have custody of a child, uh, from any, anyway, it's a long story, Yeah. but there was paperwork. There was litigation. Yeah. A lot of paperwork. Yeah. Litigation. Uh, and we are. Uh, we do have custody of a, a baby and yeah. all this stuff transpired a year after we had went to this lady. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, I'm just driving down the road the other day and that all pops in my head and I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, no, uh, I, I can't trap on psychics without that is that's significant. It may be the luckiest guess ever, but yeah. I did want to bring it forth and present it. And this, that happened. Yeah. But I mean, so, this is one of those things you got to be like, you at least got to entertain the idea. I mean, it's just like, you know, wow. I mean, was it a coincidence or is it incredibly, you know, or is it something else? Right. Woo, is it woo woo? I think <laughs> now we may have, cause I've went over this in my mind. We may have in the conversation. I think that we did mention that, you know, we cannot have kids. I mean, you uh, know, okay. my, my wife and I, we've tried for 12 years it's yeah. not hap- it's not happening. Yeah. Um we didn't we didn't mention any any plans or desires to adopt or anything yeah. like that, but maybe she kept that in her mind and and sure. and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying uh Yeah. uh it's you're, wow. You're braver than I am because I always think I wouldn't go into one of those because I'm just afraid I have this vision to where they flip this card over and it's like oh, it's the black horse of Sir <laughs> of Samson someone of the Kaba. And it's like, and then it thunders and, and the it, lights flicker and they're like, <laughs> and they, they're like, you get out of here. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, you're not safe in this place. I don't and, get and as far they, away from me as possible. They run sir. to the back or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> just leave, be gone from this place. Yeah. I don't know, ah. man. But just, just when I put the two together, I got chills cause it was pretty crazy. Um, but I'm very subjective and I'm very open-minded, but I'm also super skeptical. So it's like, uh, my mind is basically a, a hurricane of no, Hey, I, uh, one of my favorite videos I've, I've seen recently, I, w- I watched this thing called Vsauce and it's like science videos, but it's sometimes it's stuff like that. And, uh, 
it's a coincidences. It's the strangest coincidences in history. And it's pretty cool. You everyone should check it out because it's like maybe, maybe it isn't a coincidence. Maybe right. there's some stuff going on there, but uh I'll have to check that there's out. some strange stuff that happens uh in this old world. You yeah. Know? It's a it's a crazy, fantastic place we live in. Yeah. That's and that's right. why we have this little podcast to yeah. talk about this stuff. It's like, was that a Coolio song? Fantastic something? Fantastic Voyage. Come yeah, there yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you were quoting Coolio. <laughs> Can't throw a Coolio reference by me. I, I quote Coolio daily, baby. This <laughs> <laughs> gangsta's paradise. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Episode, I don't even know what number, but that was Yuba County Part 3. Yeah, the final um, part, the final installation of the Yuba County 5. Yeah, um, man, if we can find Gary, we'll figure out what happened. Ivan and I are going to take a little road trip over to Northern California. And find <laughs> they'll Gary. do a podcast about us. A true crime missing. Oh, man, podcasting. our numbers would skyrocket. Let's do it. And yeah, they, I'm sure they would. <laughs> Never mind the fact that we'd be gone. Hey, don't forget, we're going to we're gonna be the voice of the aliens. That's We've we called dibs on that. Maybe. Yeah, they'll keep an eye on us. <laughs> <laughs> they keep an eye on all of us, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Later, y'alls.